We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spotify green room app. Uh, the Warriors blow a 20-point lead down the stretch in the fourth quarter. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> it's actually pretty impressive. Uh, it takes a lot to go poorly to blow a 20-point lead. Not, you know, if they're up 20 in the first quarter, you know, 25 to 5 and they blow it, I don't really count that as a blown lead, Sam. It's just that's it's the NBA now. But if you blow it in the fourth quarter. In one quarter, you blow a 20-point. You got to really stink it up. And this was the worst loss of the season. It's just just disgusting stuff. It kind of an encapsulation of everything that's gone wrong with the season, it felt like, to me. Right? It, it felt like just this team doesn't have enough offense. Steph had a couple open threes he couldn't make. Andrew Wiggins is shooting 15-footers when there's no defense being played. Uh, and then you got the rest of the guys on the team just standing around. I don't know what Looney's doing. I don't know what, right? You just got guys that are on the court where just, they're just not offensive players. And the other side, it's a layup line. I, Sam, we can start anywhere, but that was by far the most disgusting thing I've seen this time. Okay, so the easy thing is to blame Steve Kerr for <laughs> right. rotations. I think it was curious he pulled Steph out in the fourth. In sure. other games, like, look, everyone's talked about the kind of new rotation pattern. But in other games, he's kind of let Steph ride the full mm-hmm. fourth when you have games like this. To me, though, the offense down the stretch, and oh. everyone everyone could take the blame for, for this one. 13 points in the fourth quarter. They score 20 points in the fourth quarter, they win. That's, that's the margin we're God. talking about. Like, they ran out of legs defensively at the end. But in general, I thought they played a good defensive game. Um, they did. I mean, they're missing Draymond Green. They're uh-huh. missing Clay Thompson. To me, Steph needs to be better, and Andrew Wiggins specifically needs to be a lot better. That fourth quarter, Wiggins is getting post-ups and going into mid-range shots. I'm like, why? why do you think this is the way you're going to stop a – what was it? It was a 16-0 run at one point. It was 32 to eight at another point. Like it was just, they were begging for, and and maybe I should put Kerr on this one. They were begging for a pick and roll or something just to generate a little easy offense to alleviate. Cause like, didn't the thing about these things, it's, it's a slow burn. Like it's not like Dallas got hot. They did not. Dallas, Dallas dug in defensively. They deserve credit for being a tough team, but they they kind of like they chipped away at you. They didn't. It wasn't like wow, Luca hit three step backs in a row, and all of a sudden, you know, nine points are erased. It was like little thing, little thing, little thing. And I'm watching the Warriors' offense. I'm like, you have to be better than Wiggins' mid range jumpers to to dull this because, like, honestly. If Steph or someone gets a couple of easy buckets, I'm not sure it snowballs the way it does. Yeah. Uh, it, 
Absolutely. And I don't know who that's on, right? Like you said, it could Wiggins, it could be Steve, it could be Steph. Um, cause Steph was in, in the majority of that, of that run, but here's the thing that we've been, or at least I've been concerned about is crunch time offense. And I'm counting the fourth quarter as crunch time because they're coming back and the Warriors essentially don't do a thing for six, seven minutes at a time. Well, actually the entire time, 12 minutes. But when you don't have Clay out there and then Jordan Poole is just awful tonight and he's just not playing. So you have those two guys who, in my opinion, are your second and third best offensive creators outside of Steph. So they're not playing. So you got Wiggins out there. And this is, I think, a situation where we haven't seen Wiggins in all season, right? Because all season, it's been very much Jordan Poole is playing well. He's getting guys buckets or Clay's at least on the court. And I think in these situations, it feels like to me, he just, this is kind of the Wiggins that we've seen in Minnesota. And also, he seems a little scared to shoot free throws. He's an awful free throw shooter right now and has been this season. And it seems like that's part of the reason why he's kind of just settling. And it's... On the other side, you've got Spencer Dinwiddie making shots, <laughs> and on one side, you've got Andrew Wiggins kind of taking the same shots and missing them. Sam, I just think that whenever you have Andrew Wiggins as your second best offensive creator, this is kind of what happens, right? We've been very happy about Wiggins' performance, but we've never said, like, oh, like this guy's going to be good enough to kind of lead an offense, right? I, uh, I, next I to Steph. We've never said that. <laughs> we have not said that. This is kind of what you see. When that I think I think you're nailing it because I, I think there's two things here. On the one hand, if they had Clay and Draymond, I think it's an easy W. Um, Clay is another right legitimate star offensive player who can get a bucket just to alleviate pressure because Dallas was throwing two bodies at Steph, and that's kind of why you want Clay out there. And then on the the flip side, Draymond can just turn up the intensity on defense and shut down a Mavericks run by himself, like. GP2 is amazing, and he you you tweeted it during the game. He does need to play more, particularly when Draymond's out. Like he just needs to be on the floor more. I, I get it, you know he's six two. It's kind of difficult, but it's like he just makes things happen, and he's the only player who makes things happen defensively without Draymond Green out there. So you need to have him on the floor a little more. Um, but you know, on the one hand, you're missing your second or third best player, and there's a reason they're your second and third best player because. They come through in these moments. On the other hand, it's really hard for me to watch these kind of games and not wonder why were you so protective of other players on this roster at the trade deadline? And I don't want to like get into the non-moves the Warriors made, but like I think Wiggins had an excellent year. He's not untouchable. I think Poole's had an excellent year. He's not untouchable. The, there's only three untouchable players on this roster. And even then, it's like, you know, if someone offers you Giannis, you reconsider it. Like, you, you, you get what I'm saying, where it's like, I'm watching this game and I'm going, should they really have stood pat at the trade deadline? Because are we sure well, they couldn't have upgraded things? I, I My pushback would be that Wiggins, after the season, they're not moving him. I, I don't know. I just, that's not happening. They're not moving him at the all in the All Star game where so in the switch he can switch right. teams in the All Star. Right, like if Wiggins is having like a, a whatever season, right? Then I'm with you. Like that should be a move that they like. I I don't. At the end of the day, this says more to me about like if for some reason in a playoff series Clay gets in foul trouble and, and and you know Draymond's hurt or whatever and and they're playing in the second round against Memphis, they're losing, right? Like that's what this is telling me. But I like we kind of knew that, right? If you're a Warriors fans, if you're a Warriors fan that didn't know that, you know, like. This is kind of what happens when 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 I feel like we're kind of bashing a little bit on Wiggins, but this is kind of what happens when he's the second best offensive creator. That's he's not that guy, right? And it feels like to me also that Jordan Poole in this situation is getting a little strange. It feels like to me because he played 19 minutes tonight and Clay did not play. So I'm gonna take it back. Moses Moody started the game, which I thought was just not good. Why? He's not a rotation player right now, and he's not going to be the season. I and Jordan, he, played, he played really well, though. He was so. actually he was actually decent. But to me, it's like I, I don't need him on the – Jordan Poole is that he's been good all season at that starting position, and it feels like he got benched, Sam. Does it not feel like he got benched for yeah, whatever reason? I, I, think it's a, I think it's a clear sign when Clay is out and they don't start him, that they're trying to send him a message. And I, I can justify it. They think without Draymond and Clay, they need 
a little more grit on the wings because we both know Wiggins is not a big time rebounder. He's not a good small ball four. He had two rebounds tonight to my point. Um, so it makes sense to put someone like Moody who had five rebounds in 25 minutes, which is a pretty good return for a wing and GP two. I just feel like he gets every loose ball. Like there's no right. way to put it. Right. Like he's there. Right. So I totally get it conceptually, but like from a political standpoint, it's interesting that they didn't go with pool this game. And he didn't really do a lot to, to change the calculus there. He <laughs> pretty played bad a, in the game. He played yeah. a poor game, didn't hit a shot. He did get some free throws. He did actually get a bunch of loose balls rebounding wise, but in general, it, it's, I think my number one takeaway is, you know, they, they need their main guys and that's a very, sure. that's a very boring takeaway. And we know that, but on the, on the other hand, it's like, it speaks to where they are going into the title hunt that like, you can't, you know, they've made a lot of bets that these guys will be the right guys if they have Clay and Draymond out there. And maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Like Wiggins has looked phenomenal when you got Draymond out there. Uh, and you know, Kuminga had an awful, uh, he looked like a 19 year old tonight. Like there's no other way to put it. Right. Sure. Um, maybe that's less of an issue when you got Draymond and clay out there and he's just an energy guy, but it, it sour uh, taste is like a very polite way to describe how I feel right now. Yeah, but it, it feels like to me, I, I want to keep harping on this because it feels like to me that they don't understand that Jordan Poole needs to be good for them to win a championship. Like you, Damian Lee closed tonight. Damian Lee wasn't bad. Damian Lee wasn't good. Damian Lee was whatever. And that's not going to cut it in a game that actually matters in a series that actually matters. You're playing Memphis. You're playing Phoenix. Hell, you're playing the Lakers for some reason in the first round. You're going to need Jordan Poole to be good to win. Damian Lee is not giving you that. And for whatever reason tonight, it felt like Steve Kerr said, you know what? Because X, Y, and Z. To me, I think Steve Kerr is just saying, you're pounding on the court. You want to start, and I'm just going to beat you. It's a tough love message. It was a tough love message. Um, Right. Steve's done it in the past with Jordan Poole. Um, (laughs) You've done it with Kaminga a little bit too, right? That's how I took it too. Um, Maybe it's the right move. Maybe it's not. Um, I deserve to get flamed. I, I said I think Steve's done a phenomenal job this year in general. Like, then they go out and have their most embarrassing loss of the season, which is just not the not the time to start the uh, the Steve Kerr agenda. But you know? but it's also on pool though. He has to understand that. Look, kid, you're not going to start. Like I, whatever it is that you're angry about, you're not going to start. But you have to play better. Like you just yeah. you just whether you start or not, you're not getting your money if you're not going to play well. So I, I don't understand the the like that is an issue. They're not going to win a title with Jordan Poole playing like this. Like they're not, they're not good enough to where Jordan Poole can be this and they win. And that, I think that's a problem, man. The Andrew Wiggins stuff to me is like, yeah, we know what Wiggins is. <laughs> he's going to shoot these weird ass, terrible pull-ups when he's the second no, he best. Needs to, he, needs guy, right? defined, he needs to be in a defined role. He's not fourth an guy. Yeah. Right. He's not an yeah. X player. And that's, that's always going to be kind of the issue here. He looks phenomenal when he's playing off the superstars. Right. But, right. Um, when you're asking him to do more, he's, he's not willing to be or and will he's just he's not that guy so yeah um it's hard for me to look at this and not see dallas as a team the warriors could easily play in the first round and for me it's like they need to get healthy man they just they all roads come back to draymond because like i everyone thinks they're gonna lose in the second round to memphis if they don't have draymond i'm not convinced they beat dallas or denver without draymond um, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yes. But I mean, it, the whole thing with if, if Draymond's actually out, none I mean, of it yes, really, none yeah. of it really matters because they're not going anywhere. Even yeah. if they get out of the first round, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's it's you know, I, I saw the Chronicle had a post today on how they could potentially win without Draymond. I'm like, I don't know what, what? you're watching. Who, I don't know who wrote that. Uh, Scott Osler. Oh, uh, it's, it's just like friend of the show. You know, they're all friends of the show. Everyone, they're all paid friends of the show. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible article. That's a terrible. That's a terrible thing. But, but I'm just watching it. And it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep going to it. But it's like sometimes I feel like people don't appreciate how important Draymond is, and there's no better way to appreciate it than watching this type of game because I, I've never seen Draymond bleed a 20 point lead. Like it does not happen. 
it does, he if he if they lose a game, they lose a game that was just a slugfest the whole way through. But like, yeah, Draymond yeah. does not lose a twenty point. Yeah, I mean, someone's getting ripped into. Steve Kerr's getting ripped into. Wiggins is. Poole is. Like somebody's. Like Clay, if he's on the court, is getting getting ripped he's, into. He's, he's getting people like when they get on like an eight zero run. Right. He's changing the moment. Like right. Because because once they got to like sixteen zero, I'm like they're gonna lose. There's no, yeah. It, yeah. Unless Steph hits um like a ridiculous flurry, which he always can, but it's like there's no like rhyme or reason to it. It, it yeah. was just kind of one of those like they had all the momentum. Yeah, a very, 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 uh, very, very embarrassing fourth quarter. You're right, though. I think just Draymond, even if he's not providing you offense, he's at least someone that I think doesn't. It's just it felt like they were just in a haze. And we've seen it many times this season, right? This is not a a like if we saw it, this is the first time. I think you and I would sit here and be like, you know, you chalk it up. It's a fluke. You move on to the next game. They'll be fine. But we've seen this a many not a 20 point. Uh, lead being blown, but we've seen them against Memphis, against Denver, against teams in crunch time where they just can't score. We've seen it too many times, and it's it's a problem. We've seen it last season, obviously, but this season they're trying to win a championship. They've got a team that's good enough to win a championship. You just can't be this bad offensively in crunch time. You can't. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's It's just... It's frustrating because it's easy to default to who they're missing, but it's a, yeah. I mean, do you think? Do, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think? Okay. Do you think because Steph is such a great floor general right now, he's playing like a true, true, true point guard role? Do you think part and of ten. Tw- it's, like, it's twenty-seven and ten, and I didn't think he had a particularly amazing game. I, I don't think think so either. And I'm asking you, do you think he should be more aggressive? One, one, turn, one turnover, by the way. That's been the yeah. most amazing part of Seth's performances. He's he's not. I mean, like we're we've programmed ourselves to like get used to like dumb stuff turnovers. He's been really good recently, yeah. right? Uh, but but do you think he should be more aggressive offensive? Do you think that he should? I mean, it's the age old question of. I don't. It, do you think it's fine? I well okay. I want him to have the ball more in his hands. I don't need him to take more shots. Um, I think too many possessions down the stretch were him throwing it to Wiggins in the post and moving off ball, thinking Wiggins knew how to make an advanced read out of the post. Like, I don't need that. I don't need that at all. But because they're just not good enough. And Hmm. in some ways, it reminds me of last year. It's like when you want more pick and roll from Steph, you kind of acknowledge he's going to get trapped and not take a certain amount of shots. Right. But you, you think it's going to create an advantage for the team. So I want more from him in that capacity, but it, it, it's hard, man. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at end of the day, it's hard when you've got two of your best guys. Like you said, if Clay plays tonight, by the way, out with the hangover, <laughs> hilarious. Come on, my guy. Uh, if Clay plays tonight, they win this by, I mean, 20, right? It's just the game is over. The game is over. Um, so it's frustrating, but, you know, can the Warriors get healthy? It looks like, looks like a bit of news. Sam looks like Draymond's practicing, I guess. He's doing five on zero. Uh, does that count as practice? But he's back on the court. So good sign. Just cue the, cue the Kanye. What are you <laughs> play? It's, it's just, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, here's, here's the thing. You talk to anyone around the team. You talk to – you listen to Draymond speak. There's – like, no one's, like, talking about him not coming back. It's like, yeah, he's, he's come back. He's come back. So it's like it's hard for me to get super concerned until I see him. If I see him and he looks like a guy limping around, then I'll be concerned. But, like, he, there's kind of an assumption he'll be back. So it's hard to overreact to these games without him for me. Uh, even though they're frustrating, like very, very, very frustrating. But yeah, it's like he's 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 progressing. He's ramping up. Hashtag he's ramping up. up. He's ramping up. up. Big Jim, I don't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> and, and it doesn't. You know, he's a rookie. Like these, we saw Kuminga in this game. I think Kuminga's had an amazing rookie year. I feel very good about Kuminga's future. This team isn't like hanging on Kuminga in the playoffs. No, 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 yeah. 
So you think you think you think Big Jim's gonna play in Santa Cruz? It's uh, it feels like he's I, not I hard. Do you think, think they're just gonna throw him he, in? I don't think he needs to. I think Santa Cruz oh, is Santa Cruz is so like just just to be clear, like there are no bigs in the G League. It's just a bunch of guards who pull from three. Like that's a G. It, Sounds it like the NBA. Sounds like the big leagues too. <laughs> it's summer league, dude. It's summer league. Like if they want to get him some cardio, he could go down to the stairs. <laughs> like, that's right, like, right. He's, he's going to set screens and no one's going to find him rolling. And it's just you know, we're going to look at a basketball <laughs> and be like, oh, is he not playing well? And it's like, well, dude, if you, if you watch the game, it's pointless. So, <laughs> well, I, I think he'll be back soon. I think he'll be back in a week or so. I think he'll actually be on the court. So we'll we'll see. Bielitsa was uh, was pretty bad tonight. So I, I'm excited. I think he'll be back on the road. Good trip. tan, good tan though. Not <laughs> not be not Bedrin's level, not Bedrin's level <laughs> tan. But um, my man, my man definitely hit somewhere tropical. He got he got a little sun. <laughs> um, nothing better for the back and bruises than than some UVs on the beach. So <laughs> good for good for belly. In for belly. I mean, I'm sitting here going like, why didn't I go? You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Should we take it to the goons? Uh, yeah, let's get to the goons. Let's, let's get people to come on and do some venting. Will Decker. Will, what's up, my man? What's up, brother? Man, the type of loss that makes you want to go to the bar and drink and Ooh. like call out of work tomorrow. That was horrific, man. I uh, I am very let's, let's, very let's, upset at the at the L, but man, I'm trying to put it into perspective. I'm trying to think of the worst regular season loss we've had in a while. Um, the 53 point loss last year came to mind when we like barely oh. played anybody. Um, but man, that is up there with some of the worst ones, even like playoffs included. The one that really came back was the Clippers, uh, the last KD year where we had like a 20 something lead late into the second half, fourth quarter when we blew that. But boy, I'm just, uh, man, that one really, really sucks. And, uh, it's hard to put us as a championship team, even with Draymond and Clay out, when you have a 19-point advantage and you just blow it. I mean, we were so out of sorts in that fourth. Just depressing, boys. But, um, yeah, I, I think you're spot on with Poole. Uh, the take there, he just is kind of not only in a slump, but just terrible body language as well. Uh, we clearly need a guy that can just rebound. I'm praying the buyout market allows us to get a Robin Lopez, but – if I hear one more uh, report about Wiseman, you know, just like, oh, he's scrimmaging with the team, he's moving up, I'm just going to lose my mind. I'm so ready for freaking Wiseman to come back, and he's not even going to really help us that much. I don't really trust him, but, man, I'm just – I'm bummed out. This is a tough loss, boys, but much love as always. Uh, hopefully we can get back up to our winning ways. Appreciate it, Will. Pretty much sums it up. That's kind of where I'm at. So. Just get the drink. Just, just, just get the drink and just, you know, to the bar. Work hungover, you know. Steve, what's bar. going on, man? To the bar. Hey, what's happening? What's happening, guys? Um, first time calling in, just out of disgust 
just had to <laughs> had to put some stuff out there. Like I honestly don't even know what to do. We're, we're picking rolling them to death in the first half, getting everything we want. Second half, we have Davis fucking Bertons at center, and we still can't get to the basket and get a goddamn layup. Like I don't even know what's happening. And then watching Jordan Poole stand around and do nothing because the coaches can't figure out how to engage him while you got Spencer Dinwiddie on the other side, totally empowered, going to the basket, making stuff happen. Like, how can we not make Poole into our Dinwiddie? It's just embarrassing. Uh, and then and then lastly, I'll just say a joke whose hair has got to go back. Like, that, that's probably the number one reason we lost. <laughs> but thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Steve. Joku hair takes, Andy. I I love the hair, but when you're playing that badly, it reminds me of uh, you remember when Steph had braids the beginning of last season? It, it looked like his hairline was being pulled back because it was tied so tightly, and he got rid of that because he started so poorly. It, it feels like Kaminga, if, if he's gonna play this bad for the next few games, he's got to go back, right? It's it's, it's how I feel. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's get our boy Luke up here. Luke, what's going on, man? I know you're. Hey just- boys, how are we? Uh oh. Yeah, you know it's uh. It's not the best game of the season. Sorry I haven't called in a while. I've been on cruise control with the boys in uh, in Discord. But I had to call in today because <laughs> that's been about the most annoyed I've been since last year with this horse. <laughs> like, did you guys just see the fucking post-game quote from Steve Kerr about, oh, this is a lesson we have to move on and all sweet? Did you guys see that yet? Did you read it? Oh, boy. Oh, of course I did. I got, I got it for you right like, now. I'm, I'm all good, man. But don't fucking spew that shit out at the end of a game. When you put Damian Lee in over fucking Jordan Paul, like I get what you guys are talking about with Jordan Paul. Like I'm 100% with you. I think there's a massive storyline there. He's got the shits about being replaced, blah blah blah. That I want to do his contract. But like Fake Logic always says, this is the stuff we're talking about when you're waiting on fucking Wiseman, and I feel so terrible for him because he's basically going to be propped up to be this fucking Dragon Ball Z. So you know, Dragon Ball Z, every episode, every, every, every episode is like. Goku's coming. Goku's coming. He's fucking flying, but you know, to get Namek to get save everyone. That's what Wiseman's set up for now. Oh, he's going to save us, mate. He's going to. But that's not the point. What Fate Logic is saying is, you didn't make any fucking moves, so therefore, what's going? What? What? What are we going to do? We're just going to sit there and wait. My point is, anyway. Sorry, I'm rambling too much. Just pissed off. You're good. Um, Keep going. What, can we? Can we go in a bit more detail? I know you two boys are talking about. I know, Sammy, you tweeted a little bit of a fucking, you know, inquisitive face. What's with these Wiseman <laughs> quotes going like, oh, he's day-to-day now. Are we? Are he's going to get thrown in on this road trip and go like, I think so. oh, yeah, sweet, throw him in, yeah, it's all good. Yep. And A or B, he doesn't think he's fucking ready like you guys, you guys have insinuated this whole time, so that's going to be a massive fuck-up altogether. And B... What 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 is going on with these rotations with with Steph keep moving him around? Like, come on, boys, let let's let's be real here. And before I go to, this is both your fault too for giving Tony those fucking tickets because I knew this was going to happen when you get Tony those tickets. Cheers, boys. Take it I easy. I thought I thought reverse psychology is going to work out when Tony won the tickets. I was like, he's going to reverse the jinx and in pure Tony fashion, he actually gave us the worst loss of the season. And he's going to have to wear that. He's going to, you know what? I, I take responsibility for this loss. <sighs> he had a, he had a good reply. I, I thought, okay, first good reply. I'll give it to Tony. Mistake, mistake. <laughs> You're never winning another contest, bro. Um, <laughs> on, on By the way, line, shout, shout out premium subscriber, Tony. Very cool that a, uh, that a premium subscriber ended up winning the, uh, the take. So good for him. Although yeah, not good for him because because of this. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's his own fault. Um, yeah, yeah, right, right. What I was what I was gonna say. Okay, on the Wiseman note, um, I want to ask you this because I have my own thoughts. Do mm. you think? What do you think Steve thinks of Wiseman? Oh man, that is a great question. <laughs> we're, we're, I, going two, we're going two hours tonight. Wow. <laughs> I no. I, I actually I have no idea. So I, I, I'm hoping that you answer first then because I, I have no idea what he thinks of Wiseman. I think he's trying to I think he's trying to temper expectations. I think he um I think he thinks that he looks like a young player and the idea that this young player will be the savior of the season is a little insane. Like l- let's be real. He played three college games, he didn't even look good in half of them 
He misses a whole year. He plays 35 NBA games. Not really good in either, any of those. And then he misses a year with an injury. Do you really think he's going to be ready to make playoff minutes in the NBA? Like, I'm not even being mean to the kid. It's just like you're setting him up for failure. And I think Steve Kerr is trying to temper expectations when we're talking about Wiseman because he's like, people are, you know, you got Bob Fitzgerald on the broadcast being like, and hey, we haven't got Wiseman back. And I'm just sitting here going like, bro, Draymond, well, Green, Draymond Green is 31. He's on his way to the Hall of Fame. He's played in five NBA finals. He's been in every pressure situation. James Wiseman, I mean, look at look at those guys as rookies. Like James Wiseman is so far away from being there. It's unfair to him. I'm watching Jackson Hayes play right now for the Pelicans. Um, and he's someone that after uh, it, it's taken him a long time and, and you can see that he could be a good NBA player. That's kind right. of what I think about with James Wiseman, where you come in so raw, but you're so athletic that I think now it's not that Jackson Hayes is good. It's more like, oh, like he actually belongs in the NBA. He can stay on the floor. He can play Game basketball. slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's because he, you know, that's because he's played. And with Wiseman, that's the tough thing. Now, you know, it, it's interesting. I say I don't know because Steve Kerr seemed to have loved Wiseman last year. He started him. He kind of gave him a lot of responsibility. Now, now part of that, I think, is Joe Lacob said, hey, you, you got to do this, right? I, I, obviously, you hear Fitz talk about Wiseman. You know that's coming straight from uh, – from a uh, good old from Joey Boston. Lightyear, so yeah, from the from the kingpin himself. So I, I think that they're not going to put much pressure on him on the court, though. So it's going to be pretty it's going to be pretty easy going for him. He can't. Well, actually, he can be worse than Bielitsa, but it's not like the guys he's replacing on the floor right now are playing so well, right? That that he's going to be. Oh my God, we can't play Wiseman. You gotta put Bielitsa back in there. JT, yeah, you know what I mean? Two, so, there's two levels to it. Like I'm not worried about their ability to eat minutes in the regular season. He's I'm not. Worried. Yeah, right. You're talking about postseason. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like he's not. He's not playing the postseason. Uh, let's keep moving. Hey, Nova. Hey, how's everyone doing? But yeah, like uh, that was a depressing game to watch. Um, mm. That I think. Uh, this is, I mean, I know emotions are high now, but like, does Steve Kerr coach? I, I think Steve Kerr coaches basketball like he never played basketball. He, like, look at how he uses pool. Like, look at how Jason Kidd uses, like, um, Dimity. You know, like, you just, it's just frustrating to watch. Like, you know, we could see, I could see, you could see from a certain point in that game, like, before Steph went out. We're going to lose this game just because the way Luca's going to come and he's going to control the flow. We're going to be down by like four or five points, and it's just going to be a – yeah, I don't know. I, I, my point is if Ty Lue was coaching that game, I don't think we lose because there's some coaches that play – like, you know, they attack mismatches. They they play simple basketball. Like, Bertans was the center, and you're not even attacking him. I, I, just, I don't know. It's kind of – like Steve I, that's a, a great coach in between games, but during the game, he's oh, 100%. I, 100%. I, agree, I agree with you, Nova, but like, I, and I appreciate the call. I wonder about this. Do you think Steve Kerr told Wiggins to take a bunch of fadeaway mid rangers <laughs> when, when Bertrand was the help at the center? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good point. On the one hand, a different coach might have lit into Wiggins and been like, attack him. And maybe and maybe that's all we need. Maybe we need Tyloo to just be like, Wiggins, what the fuck are you doing? You know? But like, on the other hand, I'm sitting here and going. Well, that's like, Draymond's job too, so yeah. Yeah, and on the other hand, I'm watching this and I'm like, dude, he didn't drop a play for you to take a mid-range jumper for Transon. You take him, dude. Take him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and you've played enough basketball. You're not you're not a child that needs your coach <laughs> to tell you to take him. Like you got Davis Bertrand is a shooter who has like cement in his feet. Wiggins is one of the best athletes in the NBA. Take you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's hard for me to put that all on Kerr. I, I am with you as much as I love to to kind of criticize Kerr, and I did a lot of that last season. I. A lot of this is, man, it's everyone. It's everyone. You, you think if Steph wanted to go ISO and, and pick and roll, that, that Steve wouldn't, would be saying, hey, hey, no, no, split action. Split, you think, you know, you, 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 what are we doing here, right? Like, they, 
it's on everyone, man. And and when you look like you're in that type of malaise, it's it's on the it's on the players. Also, you don't get the hey, we lost our legs excuse down the stretch there. You guys just had a week off. Steph played 38 minutes tonight and looked fine. Well, you're you're up you're up 20. You, right. You- Right, losing your legs means you were in a dog fight and you ran out of gas. When and you, you 20, and you're on three yeah. games and four nights, right? Like, yeah, what we, exactly. What are, we, what are we talking about here? So very embarrassing tonight is what it is. We got, very. We got, guy, we got our guy tie back. Can y'all hear me this time? Sure. Is it working? We can hear. Yeah, yeah perfect. Oh, shit. All right, but I tried to get in the first time, but for whatever reason, that was fucking up. But um, I think one of the interesting things about this team, like some of the some of the heartache that the fans feel. Uh, comes from like them pump faking us because it's like um, it's almost wild to expect this team to just go ahead and beat a playoff team Mavericks like without their second and third best player but then again we were up 19 in the fourth and it's just uh, I think a lot of it is when the team like the ceiling of the team and the flashes that we get I think the only way to sustain that because of the roster construction is to have everybody healthy because like I contend I don't think Wick should close when everybody's healthy, but I think part of the reason he can't get to the rim and he can't create is because his handle's just not quite right. Like, he gets stripped, he gets kind of, like, blocked going to the rim, and he's kind of – I think that kind of plays into his reticence to go there. Um, But, you know, I I just think it's a throw – not a throwaway game, but one one of 82. I'll start to to worry if, if stuff like this is happening in the first round. Ty, you, you you said one thing. You said one interesting thing there. Well, you said multiple interesting things, but like one thing that caught my ear. You said if everyone's healthy, you don't think Wiggins should necessarily close. So everyone's healthy and you know playing kind of to their peak ability. What's your lineup? Steph, Clay, Dre, Otto, or Iggy, and Gary Payton the second. One of like two of those three. Like it should be the core three, and then two of. Otto, Gary, and, uh, and and Iggy, like depending on who's healthy, who's hitting. But uh, I don't like, hate it. I don't. I don't hate it. I'm I'm with you. I would I would throw Wiggins into that rotation, but I don't I don't hate the idea of some games. Some games GP two makes more sense than Wiggins out there. It's just that Gary uh, Gary's a better defender, Clay's a better shooter, and I have harrison barnes like ptsd from like expecting <laughs> too much out of role players so it's just like mm. i appreciate it ty you know the, the thing with gp2 is like has he ever disappointed you <laughs> you know it's just like my whole thing is like if he misses shots it's like so be it but like i never feel like his effort level disappoints me GP2 is, I 1,000% agree with you, always felt like he was not in the rotation because of things that he can't do. Uh, I mean, shit, you just said it, right? I was going to make a long kind of paragraph to get there, (laughs) but you just said it just, it feels like there were things outside of the things that his ability, that the reason why he didn't play. And and to me, uh, when they inserted him in the starting lineup, it just felt, it just felt like, this is what he should be doing now. Should he always be a starter? Probably, probably not. But he should definitely be a seventh, eighth. Like with Andre Godala out, he is that elite defender that they need. Now they still need someone who can handle the ball. That's why uh, on the bench, right? That's why Andre is so missed right now. But we got, we got, we got point Clay, dude. He's averaging three assists a game. He basically I, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> they really needed Clay tonight, man. I, I I hope it was worth it, Clay. I hope the club was worth it. <laughs> but uh, they needed him out there tonight. Uh, so just somebody who could uh, who was just not scared to to get a shot up. Because think about Clay, especially in those crunch time, he, he'll always get a good shot up, man. He's going to the hole. He's getting a good, nice jump shot. So anyway, tough one. As as I like to say, we'll keep him moving. <laughs> Mike. Mike Davis, my man. What's up, Mike? What's up, dudes? What's up, brother? I know, oh, I can hear the disappointment on you. On your... Oh, boy. Really? Wow. Really? Think so? <laughs> Just a despondence. Um, um, yeah. Let's see if I can, can work on my vocabulary here. All right, all right. Um, cut everybody, <laughs> trade everybody. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Uh, so I still think the bench sucks. Um, we just don't have Jordan Poole. I don't know if he's acting like a baby or what. 
like I just don't know. Like it's 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 he should be the man off the bench and it's his time to shine, but you know, four points, just never gonna get it. And um I still think Damian Lee it's just a horrible basketball player. I mean, how don't how do you not get the ball in in five seconds? You're a professional basketball player. That's a middle school basketball play, you know? And then uh, we've blown some leads before, you guys. Like, um, you know, we just pulled them out at the end. It's just I've seen this coming for a few games now. You know, like the we, we were up big on the Lakers and they came back on. You know what I think, really, honestly, I think we get up big and we just – we just get cocky or we just get comfortable and that's, that's just it. You know? Yeah. We stop yeah. playing. We stop playing and, you know, we stop playing defense and we let teams back in the games. And it's been I, I, I think there's something to be said on that portion to go with the players and also, and thanks for calling in Mike and also with Steve Kerr, right? So I forget who mentioned Ty Lue at first, who, who he, he mentioned that Ty Lue kind of would have attacked Burton. So, it's our, kind it's of, our guy Ty with the call. Our guy Ty, Ty. right? And I, and I think like Ty in on, those situations, little Ty on Ty Love. Yeah. Ty, <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I, I think Steve is very um, he's more ideological. Here, this is how is here is how my team is going to work. I'm going to just let it happen. Whereas someone a, like he's an Lue, ideologue. You're correct. <laughs> Ty Lue is more. I don't really give a fuck. Right. I don't even have ideas. My idea is just to try and win any way possible, whether that be go throw three guys at Steph or not. Right. And I think with Steve, I mean, with Steve, it's just more of like, a, eh, you know, just, you know, vibes, vibes, vibes baby. You know, you know. All right. Let's, let's keep moving. Kabir, what's up, man? Turn yourself off mute. Hey, um, I was just going to say that I'm a little bit starting to worry a little bit about the postseason. So we know that like putting injuries aside, because obviously they're not going to win if they're injured. But if they have to play Denver in the first round, then play Memphis in the second round and probably not be home because I think they're going to lose the race for the second seed as well. And then if they beat that team, they go into Phoenix. It's just a lot of really high quality teams and a lot of attrition for them. So I'm a little bit worried that mistakes that they're making now in the regular season is going to come back in the postseason, even if they are 100% healthy. That's a great call, Kabir. I mean, that's kind of – so this gets back to kind of the more macro question, Andy. It's like, okay, so we know Steph, Drain, Clay, and, you know, whether it's Wiggins, whether it's GP2, whoever it is, like, I feel pretty good about that lineup against anyone, right? Oh, this Looney, those type of guys. But, like, do they have enough depth – with what we know about those guys for what is going to be, it's two months, two months is the playoffs, you know, like, do you feel comfortable that they can, if they have those guys in the lineup, they can buy minutes when they're off the floor or they have the legs to get the whole way through. Uh, well, there's a reason why they looked at Goran Dragic, right? I mean, that's, that's, sure. they don't trust in Jordan Poole right now. And I, that's why I keep going back to it. I want to say the answer is yes, actually. But that answer hinges on the fact that Jordan Poole is able to score, not not exactly as effective as someone like Jordan Clarkson, which is the obvious comparison, but he's got to be better than what he is right now. And I, I think, yes, if that's the case, they've got good bench guys. Uh, the, really, the problem, too, is also Steve just likes playing 11 guys, regardless of if it's play, postseason or regular season. I'll tell you what, man, he's not going to be able to pull that bullshit right now. You could do that when you've got Steph and, and Dre and Clay at peak powers, right, along with Kevin Durant and Andre Godala. But you're not going to be able to do that this season. I better not see JT on the floor in a playoff game. Like that bullshit is not going to work. <laughs> right? You are not. They should not be going strength in numbers in a second round series against Memphis. You will lose a game, and if you lose a game, that might be it to where you lose a series. Like that's all it takes, right? So there should be no screwing around from Steve Kerr uh, uh, this postseason. Yeah, and, and honestly, I kind of disagree with you. I think they can play some of those guys in the playoffs, but I just mm. wonder if they don't have enough good players. Like. I think it's easy. Ah. Let, let me put this way. I think it's easier to get Damian Lee in there to buy you eight to ten minutes in a game if you feel confident about your top six or seven. And I feel like we feel confident about the top four instead of like the top. Six. Hey, hey, who's the four? 
Uh, GP2, obviously. <laughs> okay, you said four. I, I was like, oh, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm being polite, but whatever. Okay. Um, you know, you know my, my point stands. I mean, it's to be seen. Uh, tonight's not the night. Like, I, we're both in crappy moods about the whole thing. So, <laughs> um, let's keep moving. I, I do think they'll be fine in the postseason. Like this, this. Anyway, Ethan, sorry, brother. Yo, what do you what do you guys think Draymond said to LeBron in the Lakers locker room before the game? <laughs> there is no right. excuse for him to not be at these home games when he's hurt. He's been, was that oh, that's a good point. Yesterday? He, huh. he should be there, man. Huh. I appreciate you, Ethan. Do you know why? Do you know why he's not there? You know, um, I don't. Um, but the Warriors need him. He might be using his leverage. He might be rehabbing in L.A. I don't disagree with Ethan. I would like – I think Jeremiah should be courtside the Warriors game. I think he should be a little more physically present, just personally. Like It's a great call. It's not a good point. It's, it's not a good look. Ethan's right. Ethan's 100% right. Like, I'm tired of seeing him down south doing clutch things. Like, I don't worry about Draymond when he's on the court, but, like, it's not the greatest look. With that uh, said, yeah. the Lakers are losing right now, and I'm like, is he not just helping the Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hadn't even thought of that, man. God, that's a good that's a good point. Uh, he should be on the bench. It's not like he's Clay. Clay, no, Clay's vibes on the bench. Draymond is like providing value. Draymond, even is. like if you, if you think about it, like I mean, friend of the show Tony Slater had his <laughs> Clay Thompson piece, which he was on our pod um, last week. Listen to it if you haven't. And he was talking about how Clay, like he was so far away from the team during his rehab, and Potentially, right. that's why he had the re-injury with the Achilles. And no one will ever know. And, like, you know, we all know when something happens to you, you, like, have hindsight over everything you could have done to prevent it, right? But it's like he was playing pickup in L.A. He was a little overweight. He was doing all these things. And you just wonder, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the fact that Jeremiah's down south. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get Kissa up here. Kissa, what's up? Oh my gosh. Anyways, I'm mad we lost, obviously, but I guess we should look at big picture. Isn't that what they always says? <laughs> look at the big yeah. picture. We are what? 43 or 18. That's great. That's great. That's really great. Um, but I still can't believe we only scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. That's just, that just amazes me. But also, Tonight, I felt like Wiggins was in Minnesota. Like, why was he taking so many long twos? I I just don't understand that. And also, the free throws, he needs to work on that. It's just, like, 66% is not going to work. <laughs> but what's 66? Oh, God, he's at 66 right now? Jeez. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him make, like, two in a row for, like, the last month or so. <laughs> Yeah, him and Looney are very, are very, uh, and and it's it's crazy because Looney, you expect that he's a center, but geez, two for yeah. six from a wing player that's shooting forty percent from three, goodness. Yeah, that's that's horrendous. But also, I feel like Steve Kerr. I know he's a nice guy and he's always so positive, but his demeanor sometimes. I need some some you know a little bit of fire. Just he can be like, okay, you know. This is a life lesson. Next game, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, we all agree with you. It's it's frustrating, game to game. It's one of those things where it's like, if it works for them in ten games, we'll be like, good job, Steve. But like right now, it, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's working. I know, and I know the thing is, everyone is like, are we going to catch Phoenix? No, we're not going to catch Phoenix. What we do need to do is stop Memphis from taking over this second seed because you you don't want to play what's his name Jokic in the first half you, in the first um round you just don't want to do it. He's gonna kill us every time he sees her. So please, I don't know, just stay in number two. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Thank you, Kissa. This is a great call. I agree. Most of what you're saying. Let's keep going. Larry, what's up, man? Well, I think we're in we're in a very very um, sort of a pivotal spot on this road trip. You know, the next eight games, including tonight, uh, were going to be kind of a, a mini test of where we really were. 
and tonight was not very encouraging. Um, it does show that we should have done something at the deadline. Uh, I don't think there's anybody on our team right now that I would consider untouchable beyond Steph Clay and Draymond. And, but I didn't notice some things tonight. I, I noticed that um, Wiggins was hitting 45% or something from the left corner three. And he only got the ball over there once tonight. Uh, it's like nobody's trying to help him get, you know, the shots that he's, he's good at, that he's better at. He had a lot of shots at the, uh, at the perimeter, you know, from the, the middle right, middle left. But, uh, and he had one three that he made from the other corner. But that's his bread and butter, and we're not getting him the ball there. It just seems like our offense looks like the point guard comes around at the top of the key, somehow gets it to Looney, who takes two dribbles toward the right corner, and then passes to whoever's standing over there. And if that isn't open, then we kind of we scramble around. There's not a real comp, you know, it doesn't look like an offense to me. It, it just looks like people are either doing too much. In the case of Looney, I don't think we need him to dribble. I'm just really worried about this. I think we're too small. Um, you know, and Jordan Poole going 0 for 7 from the field. That, you know, is something. that The team's got to take care of these guys to where they don't get that upset. Because yep. Jordan hasn't been paid yep. yet. <clears throat> he's trying to get paid this year. And all of a sudden he's getting, you know, 20 minutes a game where he was getting right. 27, 28. So that's all I'll say. I just think that we've got – it's a pivotal stretch, and I do think Kerr needs to do more. I've thought that since games – the last five minutes of game seven in 2016. Oh, in boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, Larry. Oh, something. Larry. Okay. Uh, well, you, you're preaching right. in the choir, Larry. We appreciate mm-hmm. you calling in, bringing the yep. even even tone. And, um, I, you know, I, I'm with him. I, I think – this is not dog days anymore, Sam. I, I think this is this is stretch run, man. Like you, you've got to look. I, I get the Warriors' first twenty-five games of the season and incredible, but you've got to. You don't just. You can't just snap your fingers and say, "All right, well, Draymond's healthy now, and and we're going to be able to, you know, insert Clay back in, and, and it's all going to be just like twenty eighteen again, right? Like you need to lock in for ten games. And, you know, there is 20 games left, but you just can't – they're not tired anymore. They just had the break. Like, I, we excused the shitty play before the All-Star break because they were tired. Uh, this type of effort after the break, like, it is unacceptable, even if it's just a regular season game, Sam. Like, there are things tonight where we are going to see as an issue again come the playoffs. We are going I, to see them again. I agree with you. Let's get a couple more callers. All, All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll give Willie one more chance. See if he can get his mute situation figured out. Yo, there we go. Perfect. What's, What's up? up, man? Oh, I'm so How's sorry. Going, man? Give my call in. First of all, love listening to you guys. It's always awesome Appreciate. getting to hear everything. Oh, yeah. Um, couple quick thoughts. First of all, I think that Steph being in the position that he is in, being so much more on ball and you know his assist numbers being uh, probably the highest it's been in like I don't know forever but I think part of the problem that I've been seeing even like in the like 10 games or so before the all-star break is that when it comes down to crunch time we just don't have any real consistent offensive threats outside of Steph really and Part of it is, is like when you have in that crunch time, you have Wiggins who like seems to be so afraid to like go into the paint and really, you know, body people that he could absolutely body because he's just got that athleticism or Poole who does his like weird shifty things where it's like so out of control. You have no idea what what he's going to do. I don't know if when Draymond comes back and we have our core three and then, you know, say Iggy or Otto Porter, I just, I'm concerned if we're going to have the offensive firepower outside of Steph and Clay to really like do what we need to do. And like that critical 
moment in like game six or game seven, you know, in uh, say like a second round, you know, playoff series. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, Willie, appreciate the call. It's, it's a tough thing to weigh. And uh, Andy, I'm curious your thoughts, but it's like, you know, it's like on the one hand, it's like, dude, we probably wouldn't get this mad at other teams if they're missing their second and third best player. On the other hand, it's like you're watching some of the mistakes they're making. You're like, I don't know if I can count on you if Clay and Draymond are back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most teams you look at have two probably elite offensive creators to win a championship, right? Unless you're the Warriors where they've had three right in the past because they're the greatest team of all time. Uh, the Warriors are relying a lot on Clay Thompson to be that guy. I, I think that's that's kind of his point. And, and if not, right, then they're looking for like a, a combination of Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins to provide that along with Clay Thompson. And, and I think that that could become an issue, especially in crunch time where it's a lot, man, because teams are even with Clay out there, teams are going to go two or three at Steph. It doesn't matter. I would. What the hell am I scared of? Right, especially if yeah. someone like Looney's out there. Looney's out there with Draymond. Like, I might throw four at Steph. I might throw six. Why not? Yeah, you like, I'm get, not... Off the be- get off the bench. Throw yourself I might guard myself. <laughs> yeah, just, I just follow Coach Lou. Get out there. On the... <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to end it with Zach tonight. Appreciate it, everyone. We'll, we'll get to you next time. Zach, what's up, bro? Hey. Uh, there it is. My bad. It's the first time using this. Like, ah, you're good. Find the unmute button. Um, appreciate you guys having me on. So I am actually, um, I'm calling sort of on behalf of, um, SIC score, um, which is a new website, sports injury central, um, run by pro football doc, Dr. David Chow. Uh Um, You guys have heard of him before. Um, yeah. And we launched a couple of months ago, um, and we started doing NBA stuff and we're actually working with John Heffern, who was the former, um, Bulls doctor, um, back in the days of MJ, he was on the last dance doc. Um, but I'm kind of curious, um, to see what you guys think of the whole Draymond situation. And then I could give you kind of our take on the Draymond situation. Um, unless we want to switch that around. No, go ahead. Go yeah, go ahead. Okay. So basically the, anything involving back is just super scary. I mean, you guys obviously know that. Um, and what they've said from the beginning is anything with a herniated disc, it doesn't unherniate. So you can manage it, you can control it, you can do your best to like limit the pain and those symptoms, but it doesn't go away. So any discussion that they've had or anything they've come out and said like, hey, surgery is off the table. We know like that's not totally true. Um, Surgery is still very much an option, especially considering the fact that he had the pain in his lower back, but it stretched to the calf. When it like stretches body parts like that, where it's not contained to the lower back, that's a little more concerning than anything that's like limited to the small areas. Um, so that's one where it's just, again, he can manage it. And especially at his age, like it's, it might just be a problem. Um, and then you look at a guy like Michael Porter Jr. Right. Where like he has the surgery earlier this year and like almost immediately, you know, he is talking about how he's feels better and the tightness goes away and then, you know, he recovers quickly. Um, so I'm not going to speculate. We don't really speculate on like the reasons for not having surgery, but it's very much on the table. Um, and then you look at even like, you know, the way that they talk about on the, um, like the PR updates, the last one they did the bullshit, uh, it's anticipated he will return to play at some point after the all-star break. The next update, will be provided when he returns to practice on a date to be determined. Like they're clearly being kind of like sly about it. Um, and I think, you know, for me personally, like that, that's a bad sign when they're like not being outright like, hey, so, you know, we know he's, re- you know, whatever it is, like he's being, you know, optimistic and they're being optimistic. But like, you know, with back stuff, it's all so fickle that like it can it can turn on a dime. Um, so that's kind of that's that's what we've been at. Um, but I'm curious, like, you know, what, how you guys have felt about this, this situation. Well, I appreciate, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Zach. And we'll check out the site. We appreciate the plug and everything. I think I, I don't, I don't know how Andy feels on this one, but like, look, back is fickle. I don't feel amazing about the fact that he's injured in that way, but I just refuse to believe Draymond's doing media where he's selling everyone on his return if he's concerned about it. So like, not saying he knows better, but like 
I've seen Draymond in action. If he's seriously concerned, he's not out there being like, I'll be back. I'll be back. You know, like it's, it's just not his style. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, good stuff. Warriors will be back on a road trip. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe Andrew Wiggins will figure out how to make a free throw. And with that, <laughs> we out of here. We appreciate everyone. If you called in, we didn't get to you tonight. I have your, I have a mental note. You'll be at the top of the line on the next show. <laughs>